Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Eat Local New York podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Tringale. In this week's episode, I'm sitting down and talking with my friends Rich Strube and Mark Palo from the Eden Fresh Network. Well, during quarantine, Mark and Rich teamed up and started the New York Farmers Box, uh, just this great weekly, actually they turned into twice a week um, option, really way for people to purchase these amazing uh, items, fresh produce and meats and dairy, um, all sorts of stuff, local food made from local farmers here in the central New York region. And they just made it this one-stop, easy shop for you to go onto their website, purchase the stuff, have it delivered to your home, or pick it up at the restaurant. Just a great, innovative way to help farmers and keep their businesses going. Now they've turned it into the Eden Fresh Network, where they're offering this all the time. It's amazing. They're even doing some wholesales to rest to restaurants. Just amazing idea. Really excited and happy to see them get this thing going. So. They came down to the studio and we sat and chatted about it for a little bit. So I really hope you're going to enjoy this podcast and this conversation to learn more about what Mark and Rich are doing for the local food community here in Syracuse and Central New York. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Gerard's Restaurant Equipment and Supplies. Phenomenal place. Listen, if you're a restaurant in Central New York and you're not doing business with Gerhars, you need to be. It's the local source. Anything and everything you could think of that you need for food service, operations, or restaurants, or even home stuff, because they have a beautiful showroom and store that's open to the public at 220 Teal Avenue, right in Syracuse, New York. You can buy literally anything you need for a restaurant. You can get it at Gerhars. So go check them out. You can find them online at GerhardsEquipment.com and GerhardsSupplies.com. Also, I want to give a quick shout-out to our good friends over at Peaks Coffee Company, um, one of my favorite coffee shops in Syracuse, my, actually my favorite coffee shop in Syracuse. I love all of them, but I really love that one. Beautiful space, bright, open, gorgeous. Love it there. You can find them online at peakscoffeeco.com. And you also find them on East Genesee street at their cafe. Go get some delicious coffee. Tell them we sent you go check out our friends at peaks coffee company. Well, without further ado, let's jump into my conversation with rich and Mark. Hey guys! Hey, thanks Hello. for coming to the podcast. Yeah, great to see you. I've had uh, both of you on individually before. Yeah, never together. And this actually starts something that I want to start doing, which is, uh, and I'm going to try and make it happen with Sarah from Firecracker Thai Kitchen. Okay. Who, her episode. I just recorded an episode with her, um, but I didn't know that. First of all, Jared and Amon used to work together at Lemongrass back in the day. Oh, 90s. yeah. That's that's true, yeah. And Sarah worked with them. Okay. That wow. was her first job in a kitchen. Was She had no culinary experience outside of, like, her family and her mom cooking. And her first job was at Lemongrass working next to Eamon Lee and Jared. <laughs> right on. I mean, wow. yeah. <laughs> Those are some great people to work next yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's some good people to follow on. So I'm going to try and get all f- three of them in here at one time on a podcast. Right on. That could be fun. That would be really interesting. Yeah. 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 All right. So tell me about what's going on. Uh, Mark, I'll let you start. 
Hi there. Uh, so, uh, Rich and I have come together and uh, we're doing the Eden Fresh Network now. So, it's uh, something brand new uh, to Syracuse and to us as well. Uh, the thoughts have been there for like a long while, but um, and what it is is we're delivering fresh food to people. Uh, it was started out of, uh, I say people, but I mean like a home delivery service. So, we've been doing a lot of uh, great things. It all started out of COVID. Yeah. Uh, there was a need for it. Um, and it turned out to be really great. So, we're going to. We're going to keep going with it. Um, when did it start? March 24th, I think, is when we started. Was it March the whole 24th? Thing. It's been that long? Wow. Yeah, it's been, been that long. It feels but, like it's a long ways away. I mean, we're uh, yeah. two restaurant guys <laughs> trying to do grocery store stuff. So, you know, um, with a little help from, uh, you know, Michelle and a few others. So, so yeah, that's good. So, I mean, how did that like come about? I mean, obviously, uh, quarantine starts, COVID hits. Mark, you were at Francesca's, and you have you own run Farm to Fork 101, yeah. which relies on events. Uh, well, the first thing I did after COVID was I called uh, about seven farmers and seven chefs, uh, the ones that I work with the most and uh, that I see most of the time. And Rich is one of those guys. So, uh, you know, I called Barry from Two Kids and Cody and Nick from Defee and, uh, I mean, few others i mean i obviously talked to the people of francesca's and yeah uh called grindstone and called freedom reigns and all these different people and just kind of like you know if i can help in some way shape or form uh let me know but this is all new to all of us so you mm-hmm. know and that's when uh we all sat down and you know you just kind of have to think outside the box because you know unemployment only working two days at a, at a restaurant, unemployment <laughs> is not very great. Hmm. This is before we knew anything about the, the $600 bonus thing, too. Yeah. So, uh, you know, and I can't sit still. So, yeah, uh, kind of all that came together. Right. And uh, I reached out to Rich, and we sat down and chatted. And, and then a couple, like a week later, we were like, all right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really, I mean, I think, I think I went down. I mean, yeah, so, my, so, my recollection, March, March. <laughs> it was so long ago. Mark stopped by and, uh, we had a ton of groceries in our cooler still. Oh yeah. And we were trying to do make and take or take and make meals, mm-hmm. uh, where we like would prep everything for you and you could just cook it at home. Yeah. Cause we didn't want to do takeout. It didn't really capture what we were doing at the restaurant. Right. So we were trying. We tried with like a chicken dish, and I think we had a sausage dish, and we had we had a couple of. I thought they were really great offerings, and everybody that tried them really enjoyed them. Yeah. Uh, but we didn't do. I think we sold like four or five the first week. Mm, okay. And you know, as a business owner, I was like, "What? Are, you know, we still have to pay rent. We still have to right. like, you know, pay the bills." So uh, I had a walk-in full of groceries, and I was mm. like, "Okay, well, let's you know see if if anybody's interested in all this local food." Yeah. Um, and it, we had some interest initially, and then all of a sudden it just ramped right up. Yeah, um, we went from doing I think we did twenty orders the first week, 20, twenty-four orders. <clears throat> Sean and I delivered it and uh, <clears throat> put it all together. Yeah, and then the next week I think we had uh, five hundred boxes. Wow, well, it was like yeah, it was like two hundred, and then two twenty, and then the third week we were in <laughs> was five hundred boxes. We we wow. got there at like six thirty or seven o'clock in the morning. Didn't Jeez. stop delivering until nine thirty at night. Wow, um, we had. I think yeah. we had four drivers. We had four routes. Yeah, um, we had four friends. Is what it came down. Yeah, to. four <laughs> friends. We we just called all our friends in to help. Yeah, um, and we got it done. That's but, awesome. Uh, yeah, since then, it, since then it's kind of mellowed out to a to <laughs> yeah. an acceptable level. Yeah, uh, we're trying to build it back up again and, and yeah. really support the local farms that we work with. Like, how many orders are you doing now a week? Are you like around two hundred, a hundred? 
I think uh, we're at. What are we? So it, it's changed. The whole idea has changed too. Before we were doing completely just vegetable boxes, and yeah. now we're doing more of like an online grocery yeah, like store. Everything. So it's it's you know I don't want to say apples to oranges mm. or apples to beets. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> uh, but it's <laughs> but the idea is you know before we would just sell like almost like a CSA subscription where we'd put you know six to eight vegetables in a box and. You just get what you get. And now, yeah. like, if people want to buy zucchini, they can just buy zucchini. Mm. They don't have to buy the whole box. So gotcha. the orders are, you know, <clears throat> similar, <clears throat> but we're selling, you know, I want to say less boxes, but more food. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. We have we have a, hmm. a way larger catalog of products. Yeah. Now. I've noticed that. Um, I was on the website maybe a week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's grown like crazy. Yeah. I mean, we're working with... Uh, minimum right now, I want to say 34 different farms hmm. from produce to meat to cheese. Uh, and then there's a few wow. that we've tried out that uh, they just can't keep up. So, you yeah. know, it's, uh, you know, and it's always evolving. So, yeah. yeah. When we first started out, I think we had like maybe five farms on there. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's like, it's like 34. Hmm. It's a lot of relationships to manage. Wow. Um, but yeah. it's it's awesome. I was just at the yeah. Wiley Fox Farm yesterday. Yeah, uh, we're going to Grindstone Farms. We're going to Grindstone Freedom Rains right after this. So. Yeah. Um, and we've been doing dinners at the farms too. So like we're yeah. we we know these people. Like they we interact with them on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. Um, but it's great to be able to go out to the farm. We're doing dinners now at the farms. Yeah, so like man. to go out there and just like spend a day with them, hmm. kind of check out their place, invite twenty other people to come and check it out too. Hmm. Uh, and learn more about what they're doing and actually see see the process. Yeah. It's pretty neat. What's been, I mean, like, who of the, if you had to, if there is, like, one type of a customer, like, are they typically people from, like, right in Syracuse? Are you getting a lot of people that are ordering from the suburbs and out, you know, far away? So we deliver to anywhere in Onondaga County. Hmm. So we're all, we're up in Brewerton, I think, is the furthest. Uh, Bridge, Bridgeport, Bridgeport. Uh, whatever the border, like, we're literally on the border yeah. of Bridgeport. I think that's, I don't know what the next county yeah, over is. Know. And then out to the far side of Skinny Atlas Lake. Wow. Um, and all so the way down to Tully. I think we have one person Tully. in Tully and in Dryden. Wow. I don't want to say one person, but I think there's like a few people down there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, hmm. I mean. Do you notice it's the same, like similar people or the same people that are coming back week after week or every other couple weeks? A lot of it's repeat business. Yeah. 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 Wow. That's great. Um, yeah. I mean, it's been, we changed it up and we're now we're doing two deliveries a week. So we get, uh, yeah. you know, it, it helps people that can't finish all the vegetables in one week so yeah. they finish it in a week and a half right you and know. you're also at the farmers the downtown farmers market mark is out there helping people sign up so we got okay. a new website yeah um What's we, in, the we invested in more of like a food hub yeah. style website because we're also doing wholesale delivery to restaurants now too yeah so we we invested in that and it's a little bit more complicated mm. it's it's not rocket science but it's rocket science. It was rocket science for us to set it up. <laughs> yeah. But uh, on the front end, it, it doesn't seem yeah. as complicated. So Marcus yeah. is Marcus down at the farmer's market helping people sign up. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be at the regional market, too. Cool. Um, well, he, you go every weekend anyway. Yeah, I'm there yeah. regardless. So talking gonna, about it. We're yeah. going to have flyers out, and there's going to be like a, a, cool. promo, a promo code. Um, yeah. And you can get like a little gift box from us if you sign up. So. Nice. So and the website is for like residential and is it and for restaurants or just for residential? So the the website's set up so when you sign up as a customer you have to sign up as a retail customer. But okay. if you contact us and generally we know like Alex Fiacci yeah. signed up 
Right. We know that he owns a mono. We know he's going to be a wholesale customer. So yeah. we just we change it on our on our end. Yeah. To make okay. it make sense for him. Yeah. And what's the name of the website before I forget later? Uh, it's www.edencny.com. And then there's okay. a link on there that actually brings you to the okay. store. Cool. Yeah. That's the Eden Fresh Network. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be the official name. The Eden, Eden Fresh, Fresh Network. Network. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. You're We're kind of trying to model it after something yeah. that was dear to me in Vermont. There's okay. the Vermont Fresh Network. Oh, cool. Uh, which is, if you pledge to, if you're a restaurant and you pledge to serve 60% local food, mm-hmm. you can get into the Vermont Fresh Network. Yeah. And they give you a little plaque for your window and it That's says, cool. you know, you're buying local, uh, which is important. Mm. So we're trying to get it to that point where we can actually like help promote other restaurants that are going to, yeah. and, and you don't have to buy from us to do it. Like when we finally get the, the system set right. up. You know, if you want to buy from Farm Shed, yeah. from, from Neil, or if you just go directly to farmers, that's that's great, too. Yeah. And I don't want to interrupt any relationships that restaurants have with farms. But right. if somebody wants to, you know, if somebody wants 20 pounds of heirloom tomatoes and doesn't have the time to reach out to five different farms to figure out where to get them from, you know, we, we're a resource for that. Yeah. We just want to make it easier. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I was, you know, we were talking about it right before we started about, I was having a conversation with a friend recently about this. And... You came up, obviously, for what you're doing with this, but even for all the local ingredients that you bought, you know, for Eden. Um, and then Tim, at Taylor and the Cook. Yep. I mean, he's like 95% local or something high like that. Yeah. And I just remember from his, uh, my conversation with Tim, he has to go to some absurd number of local farms and producers to try and get everything that he needs locally. And how much of his time is he spending just running around to this farm, to that farm, calling this vendor, calling that vendor to try and source. Uh, I can make a guess on that. (laughs) Probably a good chunk of his week is spent doing that. And so imagine just for a restaurant, if they can call one place um, and be able to source all of this stuff uh, from local farmers, you know, it's really an amazing product for sure. Great service. Streamlines the process. And and Mark's really, Mark has been managing a lot of those relationships. So Mm -hmm. I've kind of transferred a lot of my contacts that I've been using over to Mark and he had his own too. Yeah. Um, so we've kind of conglomerated or, or brought everything together and yeah. Mark's been dealing with a lot of that. Hmm. Um, takes him a fair amount of time a week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the, the box program kind of supports that. Yeah. And you know, it's all the same vegetables that we're using mm-hmm. in the restaurant too. Mm-hmm. So everything that you get on your plate at Eden is hmm. something that would have gone into the farmer's box or or is a product that's on our website that you can buy. So it kind of falls back into the other stuff that we worked on way back when with the zero waste. Yeah. We're trying to make it so that there's uh, nothing being thrown out and it's all being used. Um, And we've, we've dialed in on Mm. it. So, um, you know, the ordering's getting a little bit better and we're figuring out where stuff needs to go. And we found the farms that can uh, deliver on, like you know next day delivery type stuff you know yeah. that's always good uh you know working with farms yeah they, they're just as busy as we are so you have yeah. to coordinate it that they hmm. deliver on certain days uh and then we have to you know manage that but what's been has there been one farm or two or three that you've used the most that you've like gone to the most to get stuff from throughout uh, the boxes yeah um, i mean i would say barry from two kids is probably the probably the guy that we've yeah um had the closest relationship with had, had yeah. the, the most bought the most product from okay and he's um, with the cheese as far as the vegetables <clears throat> go i'd like to say reeves farm yeah yeah reeves know. grindstone 
Mm-hmm. Grindstone Farms, that's another one that uh, we've been working with a lot. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, recently, Main Street Farms has been delivering up to us as well. So mm. uh, that's cool. it's good. I always wanted to include Main Street because they were, they were there at the very beginning of Farm to Fork 101. Yeah. So. You know. And then Common Thread too. We use yeah. Common Thread a lot in the in the very beginning. We bought a lot of their. We bought them out of potatoes and hmm. carrots and all that stuff, uh, all the root vegetables. But then they had their summer CSA startup, so they hmm. they haven't had enough to supply us as yeah. well as. But that's a relationship we'll continue to use because their their stuff's awesome. Yeah. So how many? Um, this, I don't know if you can answer this question, but how many farmers? exist and on, like well are you sourcing from only onondaga county or like because no i'd imagine no, some of them are so there's some in madison county yeah. there's some down in the southern tier that uh yeah i mean oswego county we go we go all the way up to to watertown is the furthest north for yeah furthest north the furthest north <laughs> furthest like, north I'm keeping that part out. Uh, yeah <laughs> uh furthest north uh watertown as far east uh we go all the way to the hudson valley from from the east so okay. Uh, we don't use as much from there now, but uh, when it was early in, early on, we did. Initially, yeah. we were buying some stuff from Hepworth, which is in the Hudson Valley. Okay. It's then, a large organic farm. Yeah. Um, but we've since, you know, now that we're in season for a lot of vegetables, it's kind of gotten closer. So that yeah. the circle is fairly large, and now it's kind of right. kind of shrinking in towards Syracuse. Hmm. We went to Binghamton, and I think uh, we go as far out as uh, the Finger Lakes, too. Wow. I think we have one person in Wolcott. I think that's on the other side of Rochester. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, that's wild, man. But it's starting to even come closer than that, so we don't have to work with them as much. Not that we there's anything against it, but yeah, the whole point is to be as local as possible. So if we yeah. can get it in within a 50 mile radius, why not, right? So how many farmers? You may have already said, but how many farmers are you working with? 34, 34. minimum. 34. Okay. There's probably a couple wow. more in there. Yeah. That we've ordered from once or twice that we haven't. I mean, overall, we've had, I, I think I've talked to probably like 55 farmers hmm. throughout central New York and yeah. beyond. So what's the biggest challenge for a local farmer in central New York? I mean, I think of like, I, you know, there's, you know, two kids. There's, you know, I think of like some of the bigger ones that I know about, uh, Main Street, Common Thread, stuff like that. Um, like, what are their biggest challenges that they face? I think it's uh, seasonality is a big part of it, mm-hmm. uh, but you're going to deal with that whenever you're farming. Yeah. Um, it's just protecting, you know, yeah. for six months out of the year, you're not making any money because you don't have product. Yeah. Um, so just planning ahead and seasonality. I think labor is a, is a little bit of an issue too. Hmm. Uh, you know, it costs yeah. a lot of money to, to pay somebody to pick beans or. Yeah. Um, I was just talking uh, Abbott Farms has that issue pretty much every year they said with their blueberries because they have so many blueberries and um she's they said they they were like we could wholesale them but we don't have the people to you know come and pick them to work for us and if we did then it would be too expensive to be able to wholesale them out yeah so it's kind of it's kind of riding that balance and yeah. i think with any business labor is you know labor is a prime cost so yeah um hmm. but striking that balance i think can be challenging yeah that's wild hmm I was, um, uh, you know, I'm a farmer now. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. <laughs> I uh, heard you asked some chickens. Yeah. <laughs> farmer uh, Anthony. Yeah. Uh, that's a joke for everybody listening who doesn't know who I am. Um, 
Uh, yeah, we got 10 chickens. We're down to eight, <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, unfortunately. And uh, the, Was it two by accident? <laughs> yeah, they were. <laughs> uh, the one of them, uh, within the first week and a half, got uh, stepped on by her siblings. So that wasn't very nice. Uh, but that's what happens when they're in their brooder. And uh, the other one was just like the runt and just, you know, it was like I would put the feet out every morning. Uh, everybody else would like run and eat and she would like sit over there by herself. So we knew something was probably going to happen to her. Sure enough, she died. Anyways, that's the way things happen on a farm, you know, Yeah. for people that don't yeah. get it. Uh, but yeah, so we have eight chickens and to think about, um, a, how much, how like little space we need for them. Uh, I, you know, I went overboard and built too big of a coop for only eight chickens and too big of like a chicken run. That's all covered and fenced in. Um, so I gave them too much space and it's still really nothing, but we have eight chickens that are going to produce like just under 3000 eggs a year. And to also think of like how inexpensive it is to take care of them and feed them. It's just, it's amazing, uh, for people, how they can get into, how they can get to growing their own food and raising their own food in their backyard. And, uh, get this great product that's not going to cost them an arm and a leg. Yeah. And probably be, and cheap, be cheaper than going to a grocery store and buying the overprocessed or, you know, sprayed stuff. And when you're doing it yourself, there's, I mean, the economy of scale is, you know, if, you, if you're paying somebody to wash eggs, like I worked on a farm where we had chickens. And okay. We, it was a very small coop for the number of chickens that we had. Yeah. Which, so it was always like, that was the one chore I didn't want to do was go right. in and get the eggs. Because yeah. <laughs> it always, it never smelled good in the coop. It yeah. was, yeah. Um, so they always try to eat your shoelaces. Yeah. yeah. And, th- and then when you, when you bring all the eggs out, somebody has got to wash, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. like a thousand eggs a day. Wow. And you know, they have chicken poop on them. And oh, yeah. it, it, there's, it's agriculture. So yeah. it's dirty. Uh, but then you got to wash it and present it to people. Like that's for a regular farmer that, costs a lot of money because they have to pay somebody to do it but at yeah. your house like if you have to wash right. a dozen eggs a day like yeah no big deal I know. you know you know you're gonna yeah. eat them you, right yeah you don't have to tell me man i'm a farmer i get it yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I really enjoy making that joke i don't know why but i do <laughs> um yeah but it, it really is amazing we got the chickens because uh I, we wanted to grow vegetables and our ground sucks um nothing's ever been grown there and so I started composting and then started like reading more about how much chickens could do for the ground. Uh, but then somebody was just telling me that the, uh, the lead levels in Syracuse are so high in the ground that it's, um, because of like lead paint on the outside of houses and the years of like rain washing that, uh, away that it's almost impossible to grow anything in like direct soil or ground in the city of Syracuse without having lead contaminate it well, that's unfortunate i know <laughs> um, uh, maybe that's why i twitch yeah right. <laughs> you know i think <laughs> i think at at the end of the day like everything's going to kill you you know if you if you read the news enough if you if you get informed enough yeah, everything man. is everything is going to kill you mm-hmm. so if you're growing your own food like kudos to yeah, you yeah for sure if you're doing it organically I wouldn't worry about the trace amounts of lead in the soil. I would, oh, just, really? yeah. I would just say, like, you know, go for it. Yeah. Grow, grow your own food organically. Get organic seeds. Get organic starts. Yeah. You know, put organic matter in the soil. Yeah. It's and a little bit of lead that 
that might yeah. be in the soil is not going to kill you. We uh, have a garden in our backyard, and I'm yeah. sure that that produce is not killing me. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, I agree with the same thing, and uh, you know, I'm, you know, you can get soil testing and that kind of stuff too now. Yeah. Uh, through lots of different things, so I mm. mean, if you really wanted to check it all out and that kind of stuff, you, you're, I mean, I'm sure that you can through Cornell Cooperative. That my phone. I don't know if that's who that is. They may have. I know the University of Vermont has a testing program for anybody that uh, wants to test cool. their soil. Yeah. I, I, Cornell may have the same thing. I, yeah, I no, it's definitely it. through the Cornell Cooperative. Uh, yeah, there's a way cool. to test it. Yeah. I don't know it off the top of my head how to get a hold of it, but yeah. I know in my conversations over the years that I've had that conversation. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you wanted to test your soil uh, and make sure that kind of stuff, see if it is. But, I mean, for me to test it, I don't understand the ph balances and that right. kind of stuff too i don't know what i'm looking for but yeah you know i'm sure they can teach you and help you too so yeah for sure um i think it's you know it's something like during quarantine that i it, i'm sure it was like great timing because i like i listen to rogan podcast all the time and he had joel saladin on his podcast and talking about farming and being able to like um uh how you could feed really large cities if you had these great programs in place of, you know, people knowing how to grow their own food and raise their own food, uh, even in like their own backyard. And so listening to that and then thinking about, you know, growing vegetables or planting a garden or anything like that in our yard and getting it ready. Um, I just, it kind of had the feeling that like during quarantine, that was one thing that was like going to come at like a result of it in 10, 20 years would be all these people that started doing this as like a way of life, not becoming farmers like I have, but, uh, <laughs> that would be, you really uh, do love that yeah, joke. I do really love that joke. Uh, but they, they would, it would be something that would become a way of life. Like I've never thought about planting a garden or anything like that. I thought it would be too much effort, whatever. Don't know what I'm doing, but then quarantine happens and you know, and so I wanted to kind of be a part of, of that. And um, I think there's people that, a lot of people that did that, um, but the people that didn't were just still looking at ways uh, to just support local agriculture and get involved with local farmers. And, um, you know, CSAs have gone through the roof of people buying them this year. And uh, so I think what you guys are doing by providing it for people who aren't going to take the time to go out and source it themselves or run around to, you know, five different farms to like get milk here and eggs here and beef, you know, whatever. It's great. It's that wonderful. Is, that is the struggle. I, I think for a lot of people that is the struggle if they want to shop locally. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we have several customers that I've talked to that have CSAs with other farms. Yeah. But you know, we have beef and chicken and pork and cheese and you know, it's, and it's all sourced locally. Right. So being able to supplement whatever they have during the summer with some extra stuff that's still local, still like, important to them yeah um being able to supplement that in like one easy shot just get online and right okay i want these five things and they're going to get delivered to my yeah. house yeah on tuesday or friday that's i mean yeah and the people that were doing here. csas uh they i mean they, they're still buying the, the meats from us and they still come and support when we do the dinners yeah and so i mean hmm. they you know we we both have a following uh that they want to they yeah. want to change the world if you want to call it that but yeah uh that's that's the cool thing about all this is that you know we're just being we're, we're helping those people that want to shop locally and don't know how right uh to do it 
uh, we're giving them an avenue to do it. Yeah. So, hmm. um, you know, and that's that's the part that I like is, you know, the whole point of Eden and Farm to Fork 101 is like the connection for people to have for their food. Yeah. And so it's uh, that's why I kind of not kind of I, I really do believe in, in what we're doing. So that's that's yeah. the satisfaction and joy that I get out of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's great. Um, I mean, yeah. I, I left my job of nine years to come and do this. So, <laughs> Are you not at Francesca's anymore? Uh, not right now. So. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, but that was all part of the COVID. I mean, you had to yeah. make decisions. And like I said, I was only there hmm. a couple of days a week uh, in unemployment. That's not going to cover too yeah. many bills. Right. Um, so. Yeah, that's great. Know, that was That was probably 5% of the decision making. Uh, and 95% of, I just really believe in it. Yeah. You know, it really, uh, yeah, it's wonderful. It really is. Yeah. I can't, I'm going to feel good. Plus I like rich. So yeah, it helps. I like you back, buddy. (laughs) I was trying to think, we're not hugging right now. Yeah. I was trying to think, what were the (laughs) names that you guys had during that one video? What was it? Was it stinky and greasy? Stinky and greasy. Stinky and greasy. I thought that's what it was. was Quarantine boys. Quarantine. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Uh, The dinner, the, the, uh, educational videos were pretty awesome. They were a lot yeah. of fun to do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to, um, I think I'd mentioned it before. A friend of my wife's friend, Liz, uh, has a podcast and her, she had reached out to me like a month and a half ago about wanting to put together either like a full length documentary or like a multiple episode web series on eating locally, um, in like the Syracuse central New York area but not like not just going to like a local restaurant. Um, I think for somebody who is like for me, that's like that's kind of a natural progression. It goes from like choosing to not, uh, you know, go support a chain or, a you know, big franchise or whatever to then if you stay in that long enough, it goes into kind of that progression up of like, all right, now you're like, you know, eating at a mono, you're going to eat and you're going to you're all these places that not just buy locally, but that promote where they're buying their food locally. And then it, you know, leads you into just buying your groceries at local sources. Um, not to say like Vince's, this isn't a great example of it, but during quarantine, um, I found myself not going to Wegmans or Aldi's for groceries, but I would go instead to like Spira's or I would go to Vince's Gourmet now, granted, maybe that's worse because they're importing a lot from outside of America, but, uh, but you get the point. Um, <laughs> but I think that's a natural progression to then do that, you know, to then like look at, all right, who's like, where's, what's a farmer that I can go purchase from? Um, and so we were talking about doing basically uh, the idea of a one year challenge of except for going out to a restaurant, everything that we purchase and eat would only come from a local farm. Um, we still don't know if we're going to do it or not. But. Well, there was, a, there was a doctor. So we pledged to use 86% of the food in the restaurant locally because I'd read this article from a doctor at Cornell University two and a half, three years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, who basically did the math and said that you could get 86% of your food locally if you lived in Onondaga County, and that, mm-hmm. that would support everybody. Yeah. So the farmland has enough resources to support hmm. 86% local wow. consumerism. Um, hmm. So we pledged 86%. I'm sure it's up and it's probably close to a hundred now. Yeah. I mean, 
we're getting like lemons and limes and oranges from out of state. Yeah. I think pretty much everything else is yeah, I mean, what's in the boxes. We're, we're even down to the olive oil coming in from New York State. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Not I'm, the actual. Not the actual olives. Yeah, but, but it's right. uh, it's a it's, garlic infused olive oils, and the garlic is all grown on the farm and then infused hmm. into the olive oils. So it's hmm. the olive oil is eighty six percent. So yeah. <laughs> so stuff you can't possibly get here is, right. is what we're using from out of state. But yeah, I mean. I, it's got to be ninety five percent. I'm sure. Even if you decide, if you if someone chose to like limit their diet of what they ate and not consume, you know, things like oranges, or lemons or limes, that you could get a hundred percent of your food. Yeah, I'm you sure know. you could. Yeah, uh, keto people could do it easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. we don't plan on ever serving bananas, so. Yeah, ever again. Oh, there is a guy in Rochester. <laughs> yeah, there is a guy in Rochester that tried growing it, but it's so much water that it doesn't make any sense. Really. Doesn't Cornell have a setup where they're like growing a bunch of weird shit? I know they're growing. Somebody down there is growing pawpaw, hmm. which is really you interesting. That. Yeah, and it's it's native to I think it's only native to the Ohio River Valley, hmm. um, but you know yeah. we have a similar climate. So. Right. I know at one point they were trying to get coffee down there, so I don't yeah. know if that's still in effect or not. But um, I don't want to take up too much of your time because I know you guys have uh, another appointment to go to. Uh, so tell everybody. Um, you mentioned the website, but mention it again. How can they find you online? How can they buy a box? How can they get involved? So we're at www.edencny.com. Uh, you can make reservations for the restaurant there. You can also buy the farmer's boxes there or the online grocery program. Um, learn more about us. Learn more about the farms that we purchase from. There's, we have a, there's a producer's page on the, on the website, too, where like you can check out and find the story behind everybody yeah. uh, that we buy from. So that's pretty neat. Awesome. Uh, we're also doing the farm dinners, uh, which is actually where we're headed after this is we're going to Grindstone Farm to scope out a spot for another oh, farm dinner. That's awesome. Those have been great. Uh, this will be the third one. Hmm. The first one was was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Mark had me speak at the end of it, and I was got like a little emotional. I couldn't say anything. So it's, <laughs> it's just been something I wanted to do for so long. Yeah. That uh, I was I just got a little choked up. Hmm. Uh, but the second one was at Brady Farm. That was awesome too. And now we're yeah. going to do one up at Grindstone. That's awesome. Yeah, we want to go uh, north, south, east, west, and then central. So yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah, um, yeah and then uh, that's how you get onto the Eden Fresh Network and the Sweet. farm dinners. You know, we've been. We've been doing bringing the farms to the restaurants, and now we're switching it up and yeah. taking the chef to the farms. So that's uh, really great. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, and for those that don't follow Eden, get on it. Yeah, and uh, you can always get to the Eden website or the Eden Fresh Network website through uh, Farm to Fork One Hundred and One as well. So cool. Yeah, awesome. Exciting. Yeah, thanks guys. Thanks for coming down. Appreciate Thank you. it. Yeah, yeah, great to see you. Thanks, man. Well, there it is, everybody. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Local New York podcast. Do us a huge favor. Hit that subscribe button. That way you're updated the moment the newest episode drops. And don't forget to leave us a review and let us know what you think of the Eat Local New York podcast. Thank you so much. And we're going to catch you at the next episode of the Eat Local New York podcast. Left behind. You got no friends and you got no peace of mind. Stay king all the time You've gone so far But there ain't no end inside I know how it feels To be
spend most of my days having no one dreaming you were out there shining in the sun lonely so hoping that they find someone baby Baby, I hope it'll find. 